right, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of The Sportsman. As always, we've got Mikey V up top to my left. We've got Joey D down below. Um, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube and the Instagram. Throw your questions that way, and Mr. Anderson will field them and uh, get them on over to us. Um, gentlemen, only one place to start this week. Um, Ohio State, Michigan. Oh, week, boy. Eight week, all the weeks. Uh, Mikey V, let's start with you. Yeah, um, you know, right back to where we were the last two years. Uh, obviously, this was a close game. Ohio State had a chance to win it on the last drive. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest, and anybody who's followed my opinions before the game, after the game, my thoughts after the game, I'm going to be dead-ass fucking honest with every every Michigan fan. I'll look them in the eye. I don't think the team – I don't think they're that good. I, I don't think they're that good. I think Ohio State was in the game the whole time. I thought Ryan Day was so, so out of character, unaggressive again, um, not going for it on fourth and one from about midfield in the first half. Ohio State. Yeah, that always, was shocking. They always go for it on fourth and short. Always, always go for it on fourth and short uh, in, in even worse field position. Uh, that was a bad decision. Uh, Egbuka dropping a first down pass on the first drive that would have kept that first drive going. I thought, listen, McCord throws the first interception that cost them. Um, Michigan did not do anything that overly impressed me. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing. Uh, it's not like Karam ran all over us and we got dominated by the run game. It's not like, it's not like um, McCord couldn't move the ball at all and didn't move the ball down the field at will when he had to, because he did. Uh, and that last play, the game-ending interception, Marvin Harrison is wide open on the route that he's trying to throw. That play is there. Unfortunately, he gets hit, and, and Michigan's D-line beats the Ohio State offensive line. Ohio State offensive line could not do enough, and that was my concern that I spoke about two weeks ago leading into this game. That was my main issue was going to be their offensive line. Listen, hats off to Michigan for winning the game. I'm not taking away anything from them. All I'm saying is that I think if Ohio State and Michigan, these teams play that game five times this year, I think – or six times, I think they split it 3-3, or I think Ohio State takes it 4-2. That's my honest, honest assessment uh, of this Michigan team and this Ohio State team. Ryan Day's inability to make this game, as it, put it on the level that it needs to be on, and play loose and play freely and let these kids just let it rip is evident. It's evident. It, it's just his approach to the game is, is way too conservative. They get beat on a, on a trick play, the same trick play they've been beat on the last two years. That that flea flicker bullshit play. I just it, he's so tight in this game, and now what you'll see in the bowl game, whoever they end up playing, is he's going to let them, he's going to let it rip, and they're going to blow out whoever they play in the bowl game. That's what will happen with Ohio State in their next game, whoever it's against. But uh, again, hats off to Michigan; they deserve to win. They won at home. But my God, Ryan Day, get us! You got to grow some balls with this game, man. He's just he just mismanages. Well, last this game year he was he very last, years. Last year he was very aggressive. Last year, I mean, last year they got blown, their doors blown off. I I, I, I understand I that, but I'm saying this year, I I did think not going four and fourth down was very odd. It wasn't like they were like in their own thirty yard. They're like they were near midfield, and at that time the game was up in the balance. 
Um, on the other side, I thought Michigan was very aggressive. They they were going for yeah, it. They, that's They're the way to play. Trick plays. Yep. Um, do you think that Ryan Day is going to be back next year or like yeah. like yeah? Because yeah. at back. some Listen. point, like if they keep losing this game, you got to think like like the fans want to win that game. That's that's the biggest game of the year. So like you would like to think that like at some point, if he keeps losing, I mean. What do they go back for a fourth time? I I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I, I think so. I think he gets at least one more year because they'll play the game at home next year in Columbus. Um, maybe it'll be a must win for him. Maybe it won't. But the bottom line is this is Ryan Day has only lost seven games, I believe, as a head coach. Ryan Day has coached this team to a national title. Ryan Day has won a playoff game. Ryan Day had them within a field goal of going to another national title last year and beating the consensus best team in the country. Uh, Ryan Day's bugaboo is Michigan. That's the only knock on Ryan Day's resume right now is Michigan. He can't beat them. Uh, but I will say this. He's one in three against them because he did beat them in 19. He was the head coach in 19. Now, granted, that was the year Urban got suspended during the year or left at the beginning of the year uh, and didn't come back. So, you know, I don't know if you want to count that, but technically he was the head coach for that game. So technically he's one and three against Michigan. Here's how I'll flip it. Michigan fans that are going to stand up and, and pound their chests about Ryan Day and how terrible he is. They have a very short term memory because Jim Harbaugh started his career at Michigan. Oh, and six against Ohio State. Oh, and six against Ohio State. You want to talk about a guy that was on the hottest of hot seats at the end of every single year because he would lose to them and Urban Meyer every single year. And eventually the tide turned. Is that going to happen with Ryan Day? I'm going to say it's, it's going to have to, and it probably is going to have to happen quicker. Um, but no, I think he's 100% back next year. I, 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 I can't see a world where he's not. I can't. You know what's crazy I heard is that um, Harbaugh actually won – uh, by by them winning the game and in his bonus clause, he actually he they paid him half a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, they for winning that game. Yeah, they have and he wasn't those. even at the fucking stadium. They he was all, at home. They have all those wacky like if you reach the play, you, if you reach the playoff, you get this bonus. If you reach the national title, you get this bonus. I mean, all those big time coaches have. All I mean, to win half a million and not even be on the field. I mean, you'd like to think he's maybe. I mean, I don't know. I think that was wild, but. That's now. Now the question I have, and Tick, I, I'm interested in your thoughts too, um, as more of an objective kind of standby kind of th like thinker. Who is going to be now in the playoff? Because Florida State won, so they're they're now undefeated. But they don't have. I mean, they don't have their starting quarterback. They're a shell of the team that they yeah, are. They got to play the them. ACC title game against a good Louisville team. So they, you know, they still got to win that game. And Louisville just lost. No. Yeah, I, I think Florida State can lose that game, though. Wow. So my, my thought process, and then Alabama almost just lost to Auburn. They won on a freaking Hail Mary, essentially, from the 30-yard line. I mean, a 40-yard line, essentially. So I'm just interested, like, who do you guys think are going to be in the playoff now? Like, Ohio State lost. Do they get to run it back? Like, I, I like what do you guys think? Yeah, I um... – Michigan will beat Iowa. They're a 22 and a half point favorite. Michigan is in if they win. Iowa the winner, the winner of Washington, Oregon will make the playoff. Yeah. Washington, Oregon, whoever wins that game will make the playoff. That's an automatic bid for the Pac-12, the way the Pac-12 has been this year. I do think that, that the loser, huh? Who do you think? I think I think or I think Oregon will win the game. I, I think Oregon's running hot. 
I think they got it figured out. I think Washington has kind of been ducking and dodging some bullets lately. Uh, yeah. Oregon, I think Oregon. But the bottom line is winner of Pac-12 goes. Loser of that game, however, even if it's undefeated Washington, they lose that game. I think they're out. Um, so Oregon, Washington winner, Michigan, Georgia, if they beat Alabama, will be in, obviously. Bama, if they beat Georgia, could get a little more interesting of a discussion. Texas, if they win um, against Oklahoma State, is a discussion. Uh, Florida State, if they win, if Florida State beats Louisville, they are in. So the four teams that I think will be in at the end of the day will be um, Oregon, Michigan, Georgia, or Bama, either or. And then uh, FSU, if they win, if they lose and Texas wins, Texas will be in. They'll be the number four. Um, and then if Texas loses, this is the only scenario for Ohio State, the only scenario. Texas loses, Florida State loses. If Texas loses and Florida State loses and Georgia beats Alabama, Ohio State will backdoor as the number four seed in the playoff. Who does Florida State have? Louisville in the ACC title. Oh, that's right. You said Louisville. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Florida State, I think if they make it, they're going to get the doors blown off of them. Yeah, me They too. barely beat a Florida team that is not good. They I, are not a good team. And, I, just, and, and, I just don't see the committee penalizing the team because the quarterback's out. They didn't do it to Ohio State back in 2015, and Ohio State went on and won the national title when their starter got hurt in the last game of the season. Uh, JT Barrett got hurt against Michigan. And then, well, you know, they got to see what Cardell Jones did in the in the Big Ten championship game. And they hung 59 on Wisconsin and shut them out. They won 59 nothing. So that was obviously if Florida State goes out and, and puts on a dominant performance against Louisville, they're, they're in with a bullet. I happen to believe if they win no matter what and they're undefeated, I think they're going to get benefit of the doubt and get put in regardless. That's my opinion. I think they'll be in regardless. Now, that's who you think's going to be in. Uh, who do you think the? We did this a few weeks ago. Who do you think the four best teams in the country actually are? Who should those four teams be? Obviously, politics uh, leaves that aside. I mean, the, the committee can't bypass certain things like you just mentioned. But who, in your mind, are the actual four best teams in the country? Right now, I, I right now, I think the four best teams it, it are Georgia. In no particular order, Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Alabama. Wa and Washington and Alabama. I think I think Alabama is right. Oregon, Washington, Bama to me are, are like right on that same level. And then you got Michigan and Georgia. So you don't so have I, Ohio I think, State in there. No, not right now. I I I I just I, I can't put them above any of those teams until they if 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 Bama catches a second loss, if Oregon catches a second loss. It's a different story, but I, as of now, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put Ohio. I think Ohio State is on the fringe. I think Ohio State would beat Florida State. I think Ohio State would beat Oregon. I think Ohio oh, they'd State easily would beat, beat Florida. I, State. I think they'd beat Washington. Um, I think they and I think they would give those three teams, Bama, Georgia, and Michigan, a good game. I mean, they gave Michigan good good game already. But um, you know, people are gonna you know talk about McCord, McCord, McCord again. I don't blame that game on Kyle McCord. I think Kyle McCord's a scapegoat to avoid the the more serious issues that are going on with this program. But four best teams for me right now, Michigan, Georgia, uh, Oregon, Washington, Bama. Now, I know that's five. You could substitute one bullet to my head. I'd probably put Bama in over one of the Pac-12 teams. 
So I would actually say Oregon. I think Washington, Washington is about to go down. I, I just they almost lost Oregon holding State. on. I know they've been holding on by by the skin of their teeth. Who who Penix is not as, oh yeah, weeks ago. Washington yes. two weeks ago yes. almost yes. lost to Oregon yes. State. I mean, they almost lost to Washington as... in the Apple Bowl. They almost lost yeah. to Washington in the Apple Bowl. He's not as so. good as Washington State. Washington way, State. I think he Washington might be fraudulent. Who? Panix Jr. Just compared to what he, they were thinking of him, I think that yeah. he's coming in below what people expected from him. See, I think he's a spectacular college quarterback. I just think the team yeah. is not is not great. I just don't think the team yeah. is great. Um, I don't think he's the Heisman. No, I don't think he's. I think I think it, Heisman's going to come down between Bo Nix and and Daniels, Jaden Daniels. Yeah, Jaden Daniels is is he had a spectacular year. He had a spectacular year. Uh, I was looking at his stats. He he had a better year than freaking Burrow. Burrow. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. unbelievable he's the numbers he put year. up. Yeah, they just can't. They just can't stop anybody. That's the problem with LSU. They just yeah. their defense, and that's not usually an issue with LSU. But yeah. Hey, folks, just wanted to interrupt the podcast to let you know that the Sportsman podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. The holidays are here and there is no better time than right here, right now to, to get your balls ready to jingle for the holidays. And in order to do that, we would love to introduce you to the new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra by Manscaped featuring the Lawnmower 5.0. All you got to do is use our promo code sportsmanpod20 and when you do so you will be eligible for 20% off and free shipping so unwrap the gift of smoothness this season with manscaped and let's get you all set for the holidays all right moving on to the nfl uh eagles bills i think that was probably the game of the week the one that a lot of people had their eyes on game of the year Josh, the year yeah, so yeah it was an unbelievable year josh allen versus jalen hurts uh two very good teams with uh High expectations. Um, Joey D, what'd you make of that game, man? Oh, man, I tell you, this Eagles team is just resilient. They don't lose. And we've talked about them, it seems like, a lot. Obviously, they're your team tick. But they just don't lose games. Like, they should not have won that game. The first half, the Bills dominated. I think they had way more time at possession, yards, everything. Um, and then they made a couple mistakes. They made a couple missed field goals by Bass. And then they pick from Josh. And then you turn around and all of a sudden the Eagles are down three and they're right back in the game. This team has moxie or whatever it is that you want to, you want to, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they, and I think the, the big thing about it is a lot of the guys on the team are comprised of Georgia and Alabama players. And these guys have been winning for, for years. They just know how to win when it matters. Um, and again, they did it. They did it. I mean, I thought you guys were done an absolutely clutch field goal, 59 yards in that weather. Unbelievable. It's just, they refuse to lose. And then once it's sent to overtime, I mean, I said, there's no way they're going to lose the game. I actually had the bills. I thought Josh played outstanding. The bills at the end of the day, just could not make stops. They could not get out of their own way. Massive amounts of penalties. Um, but wow, what a game it was. It was very exciting for the average viewer, just back and forth, tons of offense, tons to be excited about. That's what the NFL wants to see more of games like that. That was, that was one of the better games I've watched in a long time. I give yeah, you. Uh, it's a, it's about time. I mean, the NFL product, uh, you know, the NFL product in the last couple of years, honestly, uh, 
games like that are few and far between. There's a couple of them every year, but they're few and far between. Uh, Joe hit the nail on the head in his closing statement saying that that's the kind of game the NFL, uh, you know, dreams of. That's a fantasy game for the NFL. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, two marquee quarterbacks, uh, two major market uh, franchises. Buffalo to me, you know, even though maybe Buffalo is a smaller market, but still a New York franchise, a, a, a big time fan base, huge following. Uh, those are the type of games that the NFL dreams of. The weather conditions, that was football weather. It looked like a football game. It played out like a football game. The Jake Elliott kick was preposterous. The the Gabe Davis missed play was preposterous. So you had those moments of absurdity, and then you had those heroic moments, the Josh Allen run, the Jalen Hurts run. I mean, it was a, it was a storybook uh, game. It's a shame that that game wasn't a, uh, you know, a Super Bowl. That would have been a great Super Bowl game. That would have been a great playoff game. Uh, you know, and it actually comes down to really, I mean, does the game really mean that much? It's an out of conference game. So for what it actually counts for both teams, it's actually quite minimum compared to, you know, playing conference opponents and certainly divisional opponents, but nevertheless, extremely entertaining the best game so far this year. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles just continue to find a way to win. Uh, first half was abysmal from Jalen hurts. He came right out and said it, uh, but it didn't matter because, the best ones, they, they could have a shitty half, they could have a shitty quarter, a uh, shitty series, and they just bounce back and they win. They find a way to win. That's all that matters. I don't care about what your stat line is as long as you find a way to win and as long as it looks like uh, there, it looks like there's something that you can you can take from the game and 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 put it moving forward to 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 build on and grow upon. And that's what the Eagles do every week, it looks like. Uh, on the flip side, I thought the Bills did the same. I, I don't think the Bills should be, you know, uh, if I'm a Bills fan, I, I certainly liked what I saw this week against the Eagles a lot more than I liked anything I've seen in recent weeks from the Bills and Josh Allen. This was a promising uh, development for the Bills to to go into Philly and nearly beat the defending NFC champion should have arguably probably should have beat the the defending NFC champion. Uh, that's a positive step in the right direction for Allen and the Bills. Maybe this will be the 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 corner that they needed to turn. Um, but Eagles onward and upward, ten and one. You can't fucking debate ten and one. Uh, very, very good game coming up with San Francisco this week for the Eagles. Yeah. That's gonna that's yeah. gonna be an absolute uh an absolute um pleasure to watch as well. Hopefully it lives up to even close to the type of football game that we just saw. Yeah, I mean on the Bills side of things, I agree with everything that Mikey just said. I mean, there's not a lot to, you know, be disappointed about compared to where the Bills were the last few weeks. There are still some of these drives where Josh Allen is like it's almost like what's he doing? What's he looking at? Or there's just miscommunication with, with some of his receivers and his offensive players, but as far as four quarters go, the Bills have a lot to be happy about with that game. I mean, they played a 9 and 1 team, now 10 and 1 after that and a team that finds ways to win. And, you know, they played a really good fucking football game, and they don't have much to be down on themselves about. On the Eagles side of the ball, I mean, the Eagles, to me, look like they're almost back to what they were last year. They're just about there. It was a, it was a really bad first fucking half of football. Yeah, first half was tough put, to watch. They can't put four quarters together. They're always playing like shit in one of those quarters, but they're good enough to come back and win – 10 games this year. They only lost one so far. So I'm not going to sit here and bitch like I had in the beginning of the year because they really do. Jalen is rushing the ball again like he did last year. And a big difference maker this year is I love Miles Sanders. 
but DeAndre Swift is just a fucking different kind of fucking yeah. back, man. Our offense, yeah. as good as it was last year, is even better with a guy like him uh, back there with Jalen Hurts. So, Eagles, I mean, they look pretty fucking unbelievable. They've got that championship mentality of just find a way to win. Even if we only play one half of football, we'll still find a way to do it against a good team like the Bills. So, a lot to be happy, honestly, about both teams. I know the Bills are in a tough spot. I know teams like the Browns and the Steelers are actually ahead of them in the wild card race. But if they keep playing like they did against the Eagles, I think they've got a lot to look forward to. Um, yeah, like uh, I think if a I'm couple. A Bill, if I'm a Bills fan, I would not. Sorry, Joe, I would not be concerned with the Browns or the Steelers. No, like, if, I mean, they, today, they are ahead. Of maybe them. the Broncos. No, they are. Maybe the Broncos. The Broncos are a problem. Broncos are a problem. Broncos are a legitimate problem right now. They're a problem. They are yeah, maybe I mean, the hottest team in the NFL. And if, you know, there's certain teams that like they make a move like this after they've had such a poor start. And those are the teams like that you latch on to if you're gambling. And that's what I've done the last couple of weeks and use them for my picks. And I mean, they because they're getting such favorable lines. Still, Vegas is kind of still on the beginning of the season Broncos hangover. And that's not going to last lo much longer because they're they're Champagne winning. Effect. They're just winning games. They're winning games and they look a lot more effective. Yeah, I will say. um the good thing for your Eagles tick is that they've had a tough schedule. So like, you know, a lot of the games where we said they've won ugly, like they're beating good teams. So that's really good for you oh, moving into the playoffs. Had, the first six games we had was easy as pie. And that's when I was majorly concerned was when we were not letting teams, we weren't just beating the shit out of teams like the Patriots and we lost to the Jets and teams like that. But yes, the second half of our schedule is, ve is very good football teams and we're still doing the same thing. But I was more concerned at the beginning of the year. Is like, why are we still playing the Patriots in the fourth quarter here? Why are we still getting the other fights? But um, yeah, no, I agree that there's a lot to look forward to right now. I mean, they seem to figure it out despite Syria. Bills. I, hate them. I think the bills are going to make the playoffs, um, but they have a tough schedule, man. They, they have some tough teams that they still have to play. Um, since Ken Dorsey's been fired, the offense is operating at a much higher success rate. I mean, Josh Allen looked unbelievable. I mean, yes, he had a couple, you know, Aaron throws here or there, a couple, you know, kind of head scratchers. But like, if your quarterback plays that good, you should be winning that game. There is no reason why you should not win that game. They got to still tighten it up, man. McDermott, I, I don't know, man. There was, they had, like a dozen penalties on them in that game. At least there were so many penalties on the bills that came for just stupid things, which really impacted the game. And then the two missed field goals, that was the difference. And when you play a team like the Eagles who know how to win, it doesn't take much. If you, unless you play a perfect game, it's going to be hard to beat a team like that. Yeah. One of the biggest issues with the bills and then we'll move on is just that defense too, man. Even when, even if you, if the offense gets back to a hundred percent and Josh Allen's playing as well as he does that defense, just, when they need a stop, they give up points. Every time they need a stop from their defense, they can't seem to stop anybody. So, you know, it's not all Josh Allen's fault. It's, it's the whole fucking team, the defense especially. Um, I think they just need some more help over there, but they're probably not going to get it this year. Um, but let's rewind here. Let's bring it back to Joe's Packers. I don't want to necessarily talk just because it's Joe and he loves the Packers, but it was actually a, a pretty good game, and they beat one of the best teams in the league. Um, despite sort of having ups and downs uh, wild on both ends of the spectrum. But the Packers ended up beating the Lions 29 to 22. Um, Mikey, let's actually start with you on this one. What'd you make of that game? Well, you know, I think the Lions may be a little fraudulent. Uh, I, 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 I mean that, um, 
you know, they got blown out by the Ravens. They should have lost to the Bears. They lose. They get him. Frankly, I, I mean, listen, was that game even really close, the Thanksgiving game? I mean, the Packers jumped all over them from the jump. The yeah. Lions were in a hole that whole game really wasn't much of a game. And to do that at home, you know, if they're on the road, that's one thing, but you're at home in a situation where everybody's always on your ass about, Oh, you know, you host Thanksgiving game every year and you lose almost every year. You know, you're, you're, you know, this is not the time to do that. You're seven and three or eight and three, whatever it is. This is that this was not the time for the lions to lay an egg and they proceeded to lay a gigantic egg. Uh, Jared Goff didn't look good um, again. And you know, the Lions have a lot of talent. Amon Ross St. Brown and Gibbs and Montgomery and, you know, that offensive line and and just something is off. And I don't know if it's just got, but their defense is not good. The defense is not good. Uh, it's never good. It may be streaky and, you know, they may get some sacks here and there, but the defense just isn't good. Uh, I don't trust them. Um, and you know, the NFC North, I guess, you know, they, I guess because of the way the, the Vikings and the Vikings have looked now the last couple of weeks and the way, uh, Green Bay started the year, I guess the NFC North is still kind of locked up for Detroit, but, um, Jordan love tip your cap to Jordan. Love. You got to give Jordan love credit where credit's due. Uh, he was making throws on Thanksgiving that were as good a throws as you're going to get in this league, as good a throws as you're going to get. I, I mean, you know, the only throws that you're going to see that'll wow you more than the throws that Jordan Love made on Thanksgiving uh, Day was was like when Mah- is like when Mahomes runs around in the pocket and makes one of those wacky like yeah. crazy circus throws. But if you're talking pure pocket throws, I saw Jordan Love make some throws on Thanksgiving that I was like, holy shit! Do yeah. these guys really have another guy that's going to consistently perform like this and that's going to be the key with Jordan Love. Is that going to be the Jordan Love you see week in and week out? That was in a dome. It was not outside. Um it was not in the elements. So is Jordan Love going to be able to deliver like that consistently? If he does, the Packers are going to be in fine fine shape moving forward as much as I hate to say it. It's the truth. Joseph? Yeah, man, Jordan Love. Jordan Love looked so good this game. Uh, he looked poised. Uh, it's been now not just this game. It's been two or the game against the Chargers. He looked great. I mean, it's two, three weeks in a row now. He's starting to put up really good numbers, and he's starting to get more touchdowns under his belt. His completions are increasing. And I'm seeing, like, comparison statistics to other quarterbacks, like, in the league, like, even guys like Mahomes. Like, the, the statistics, shockingly, are not that far off. Like, he is – He's quietly getting it together. And as long as he can do that, these young receivers are making catches. Dobbs, Jaden Reed. Listen, Christian Watson, Watson's I buried him. back last couple weeks. Yep. I buried him yeah. last to what, last episode, two weeks ago. And since then, he, yeah. he looked unbelievable. Right out of the gate, first play of the game. Yeah. They throw the ball 50 yards downfield and he makes the catch. So if they can do that, man, if they can start getting into a rhythm – and the defense is making plays. The defense, that's the big thing. Because the defense, you know, you never know what you're going to get. But the defense was making plays. They were getting stops. They were holding. And the Lions are pretty solid offense overall. Uh, I was shocked that Green Bay won this game outright. This is by far the best win for the team um, this entire year to go on the road. Because when we played the Lions back home several weeks back, they kind of toyed with us. We were really never in that game. Yeah. This was a flipped script. This mm-hmm. game, the Packers from start to finish 
we dictated the game. We we owned the game. We we called, and you know what? I talked bad about Lafleur. He called a great game from start to finish. I thought the play calls, everything. If the Packers can muster some wins, they can somehow. They're one game back. Well, I think yeah, one game back of of a playoff spot, a wild card spot, and they're behind teams like Minnesota, who just lost to the Chicago Bears, the Seahawks, who have lost, who looked lost the last two weeks. They can do it. Now they're playing the, the Chiefs this week at home. That's probably going to be a loss. But I am really impressed with the effort and just the overall poise the Packers are showing. This is a rebuild year for us. And my God, nothing about that game screamed rebuild last no, week. Nothing. They looked that did really not look fucking good. That did not look like a team in a rebuild. That looked like a team that was that was a playoff team. That looked like a playoff team on Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving Day. And uh yeah, shocking, but that's yeah. that's the facts. Take it. Do you agree? I mean, that's your Lions. That's your second team. I mean, the Lions you've been are, on hot on them all year. I mean, what do you think? The Lions. I don't understand why they look so bad one week and so good the next. I don't know if it's Dan Campbell. I don't know if it's Jared Goff. I mean, obviously he's not a premier quarterback, but he. he yeah, I don't think so either. And it actually boggles my mind how Lions fans will go to the like they they love Jared Goff. They do. Yeah. They love. Jared I think Goff. they love that he's been there since this sort of Dan Campbell rebuild era. I think they like. I think they're loyal to that uh, point with him. Um, you know, but the other thing too is like Jameer Gibbs has been your guy. Why didn't you when when it wasn't working with the pass? Why didn't you just run him into the ground? Why didn't you use him the way you've been using him the last three, four weeks? And he's been incredible. And on the other side, too, you know what I don't understand? They've got a lot of good pieces. They don't necessarily need this guy. They've got St. Brown, they've got Laporta, they've got uh Gibbs. W- what's wrong with Jamison Williams? What, what I yeah, don't know why yeah. this guy can't catch a football. Mikey, I mean, you. I know you watched him a lot in college. Yeah, yeah, I sure did. I watched him when he was very little known. I mean, everyone knows, you know, everyone thinks Alabama, Alabama. Jamison Williams was an Ohio State receiver with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson uh, against Clemson in that uh, one playoff game uh, before he went to Alabama, and uh, he was he was good, um, but he was not consistent. He was not an Olave. He was not a Garrett Wilson. He did not have that level of consistency. Now. His his ability, he's got a his ceiling is mega high, so that's why there's a lot of hype behind him. But Jamison Williams is not going to be a Chris Olave for you. Jamison Williams is not going to be a uh, a Jordan Addison for you. He does he's not consistent like that. He's just not. Uh, of course, he looked awesome at Bama because people watch Bama on TV, and you know Bama is Bama, and you know guys just look awesome playing for Bama when you're a starter and you're a receiver. Like you always look great. Like. Uh, but he's not Julio. He's not, he's not, uh, you know, Devonte Smith. Uh, mm. He's Jameson Williams and he'll be, to me, he'll be Jag. He'll be just a guy. Um, albeit a guy who can make some spectacular plays uh, every once in a while, but I just, the consistency for me isn't there, but I'm looking at the Lions schedule real quick and let's take just to see the teams that they've beat this year. They beat the chiefs in that first game of the season, the Thursday game, they beat them by one point. Okay, not taking anything away there. They went into Arrowhead. That's probably their best win, honestly. The next week, they lose to Seattle. They beat Atlanta. They beat the Packers very early in the season, like Joe said. They beat the Carolina Panthers, who are the worst team in the league. They beat the Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, oh. who, are, who are so terrible. The, t- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, are so terrible that They're it's not even bad. funny. 
They got blown out by the Ravens. They beat the Raiders before Antonio Pierce became the coach, the McDaniels Raiders, who were god-awful. They beat the Chargers by three points, hung 41, but the Chargers are terrible. And then they almost lost to the Bears. They should have lost the Bears. And then they lost to the Packers. They really have not beaten anybody, really. Uh, The the Chiefs, they've beaten the Chiefs. That's the real win that they they have left, Mikey. They got the Saints this week. They'll beat them. That's that's an easy game. They Saints got Chicago. They got Chicago in Chicago in two weeks. And you know what? The way, Chicago. the way the Bears defense is playing, I, I don't know if that's a gimme game. Then they got the Broncos. I'd be I'd be interested to see that. They got the Vikings. They got the Cowboys and the Vikings again. So that schedule, you know, um, it could be interesting down the stretch. Uh, we'll see. But the Lions, you know, favorable schedule. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. This league is tough. It's tough to gauge. It's tough to yeah. gauge because there's really not many great teams. There's not. There's not many great teams. There's good teams. There's a few great teams. And then there's a lot of mediocre to not so good teams. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of bad teams. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's move on to a team that we've touched on a couple times now. Um, let's move on to the Browns and the Broncos game. Not necessarily an interesting watch, but interesting to see where the Broncos have come in these last five weeks. Uh, we sort of knew that they were probably going to beat the Browns. They just can't muster anything on offense. But what was surprising is that they put up 29, a once a meek Russell Wilson offense, put up 29 on a pretty damn good Browns defense. Yeah, is um, it pretty good? Well, <laughs> oh, no, Mike, is it pretty good? I will talk me through it, Mike. No, oh, listen, again, again, I, I, people like Browns fans have been coming after me, bro. Like Browns fans just think <laughs> I'm like repeatedly shitting on Cleveland. I, I'm really not guys. Like I, I, I think you guys have some superstar players, Del Pitt and, and Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. I think some of these players on this defense are such superstars that they just make these incredible plays you know, every so often on drives and they make that defense look a lot better than they are. Um, I understand that collective, but here's the thing. Um, Denver now, Sean Payton has figured out and Russell Wilson has figured out, I think, how to complement each other and what Sean Payton needs to call to get the most out of Russell Wilson in this offense. And I think what you're seeing is, is the offense is starting to hum a little bit. And Wilson isn't putting up necessarily monster games. He's he's not, but they are efficient. They're moving the ball and they're scoring when they have to score. Um, Denver is, is, is hot. The defense, the Denver defense, the Denver Broncos defense is playing really, really well. Uh, they are a very hard hitting team. Some people would probably say that they are a cheap shot, uh, a little bit of a cheap shot hitting team. This team will punch you right in the mouth, that Denver defense. And that is a Sean Payton calling card. His defense is the, the bounty gate shit. That is a, that is a notorious trait for Sean Payton coach defenses that they tend to be a little over aggressive and nasty, but you know what in Denver it's fitting uh, I love the I love what's going on with Denver right now. I really do. I, I'm high on the Denver Broncos right now. I think everything they they're doing is is working now. They got Javante Williams getting involved. Cortland Sutton is 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 a monster. It appears uh, Russell's using his legs when he's got to use his legs a little bit, um, and it's definitely uh, working out in the Broncos' favor. And that's a team now that's what won how many in a row now? Five in a row five, for Denver. Uh, yeah, five in a row. I mean, and I mean, they're, they're they're going on the road. They're beating the Bills in Buffalo. I mean, this isn't like they beat the not, Chiefs. 
they're not beating dog shit teams, guys. They're they're not. And Cleveland, again, that was always going to be a tough spot for Cleveland. Dorian Thompson Robinson coming into into mile high. That's just a that's just a, a notoriously difficult place to play. Um, but the Broncos, man, I think I think Russell maybe uh he's riding right now. Well, I think the Broncos thing with Russell right now, he's not doing too much he's not nope. like nope. he looked before like he was trying to do too much and i think maybe Peyton's kind of settled him into that offense yes. and he's just trusting it because yes. he looks comfortable and all of last year he looked out of sorts he looked like he was he was like a, a square block that you were trying to fit in a circle peg in the and it was not yeah it just didn't you know what i'm talking about like with the lego round block uh square square peg in a round hole oh yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. But now I think. Well, you know why that was too, like Joe? Because Nathaniel Nathaniel Hackett stinks. That's why. Yeah, he does. Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett stinks. Word on the street. Sean Payton didn't mince. He didn't mince words about it too. He, he said wasn't it straight wrong. up. He wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. He was. I mean, I listen. As bad as it started to look like Sean Payton was a real, you know, you know, look like like a real hypocrite. Now he's starting to turn things around there. Oh yeah. And they're starting to win games. But I, I think he looks comfortable. The defense is looking good. They're playing their style of football. They're not trying to play somebody else. And I think that that's been the biggest thing. The Browns are like one of these other teams. Um, I would group them with the Steelers. I would group them with, I mean, even the Texans, I would say, you know, at some point, as good as CJ Stroud has played, they're going to start losing games. They're ahead of the Bills, and they're not going to be ahead of the Bills for that much longer because a team like the Browns, for example, they're not going to win games when your quarterback can't score. He can't score touchdowns. He's good on the team. And and PJ. Well, what I'm saying is PJ Walker's Browns is is equally as bad. Now, are they going to play Joe Flacco, or like what was the reason they got Joe Flacco? Are they actually going to trot Joe Flacco's corpse out there to play quarterback? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think the defense is bad, but when you have to play that much per game, you're on the field that much. It just wears you down, man. And then you start seeing them give up points, and it's like they they play hard for like two, three quarters, and then by the end of the game, they've got nothing left because their their offense can't score. The Browns defense. I want to make this very clear. The Browns defense is not bad. They're not bad. In fact, they're they're good. They're they're good but they're not great. They're not all time. They're not like wonderful. They're not like special. They're not the best defense in the league. The Browns fans just want to make the, this defense out to be something more than it is. In my opinion, they've, they've overrived it. That's all I'm saying about the Browns. It's not, no, listen, it's unfortunate that Watson went down. It's unfortunate even more so that Chubb went down because if both those players had not, and you had them all year with this defense, yeah. you probably would have a very good Cleveland team, but that's not the case. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think these Broncos, man, I mean, sort of what Joe's, Joe was saying with the square peg in the round hole um, or what have you is that Sean Payton sort of walked in there and it seemed like he didn't really know what he was working with. And he walked in there like he still had Drew Brees. He had this high-powered offense. He walked in there like he maybe thought he had Patrick Mahomes or one of these great offenses. But then he realized he took a, a step back after six weeks or, or five weeks or whatever it was and was like, okay, th- let's, this is what I got. How do I make this work? Maybe I have yep. to change my my way of thinking, yeah. play more defense. Let's just sort of make Russell more of a just a utility guy. He just gets the ball. He makes the right plays in the right moment. And, and now it's working for him. Now they look a great job. I still don't think they're a great team. I think if they know they go out early, um, but they're certainly not the worst team in the league. Like I thought they were. And and for a while it looked like they were. Um, 
And yeah, you don't want to play that team right now. I can tell you that. You, I would not want to play them right now. I, w- I would not. Not with the They're way the dangerous. defense is playing and the way that the way that Russell's playing. I think you're right, Tick. I think you know Russell got paid so much money and they gave up so much to get him that when he came in, I think you know Hackett certainly was just like, okay, this guy is is the best court is is a top three quarterback in the league. The way we're paying him, here you yeah. go. It's all on you. And and I think Peyton, as as the great ones do, um, has adjusted. And the adjustments look like they're working very well. And that's what it's all about in this league. Can you adjust on the fly and make it work and make the changes that you got to make quickly and efficiently? And that's what's happening in Denver right now. And they are one of the hottest teams in the league. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, let's touch on one more game because there weren't a lot of great games this week. I mean, as Mikey V no. said, the product is not very good. But I want to touch on one more game, uh, not necessarily because the game was great, or interesting because this team is uh, somehow got a good record again. Uh, the Steelers played the Bengals. The Bengals are nothing without Joe Burrow. They're not. There's not much to talk about there. But the Steelers keep winning football games again. They're not a very good team, but they have a decent record. They're in a decent spot for the playoff picture. Um, Joey D, break break this team down for me. I mean, did is Kenny Pickett any good? Is is the offense any good? What's going on with the? Well, Steelers? they've certainly they've certainly looked better since they got rid of Matt Canada. Or do they still have? Did, did they get rid they of him? They got rid of him. Yeah, 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 he's gone. Who, yeah, yeah. So because I I think like this week I know they didn't score a ton of points, but they had more more offense and more yards on offense than they've had in what are they had like four hundred yards of offense or something like that. Like they looked really good. Kenny Pickett was making throws. Pickens was playing well. Najee Harris actually looked somewhat durable like he was looked competent on the field so again i think this is another case where maybe you know they some of these offensive corners just try to play a certain style of football or they try to play or adhere to a playbook that might just not work for the offense and sometimes removing something like that allows these guys just to play the game that they're used to playing and it opens it opens the game up a lot for them and i think that's what you're seeing with the steelers i still don't know if they're good enough to make the playoffs, they certainly, you know, the record shows that they're in a position where they can be. I think they're one of those teams that make the playoffs with the wild card because they're not going to be better than the Ravens. And then they get, you know, maybe an early exit, early knockout. Beat, they did beat the Ravens. I know, which is shocking because I think if those two teams played right now, I think yeah. the Ravens are firing on all cylinders. I actually think the Ravens are one of the best teams in the league right now, and I think that they would. I think that they would take it to the Steelers. But anytime you have a good defense, tick, you see it with a lot of teams. You're always in the game, and they got game changing players. T.J. Watt is arguably a top five player in the league in terms of his defensive prowess and his ability to score and impact. You know the the you know. It, from a defensive perspective into turn that into offensive points. Um, they, they, that's not going to change. Um, you know, they, this Warren, I think the more that they go to him as their lead back, he is dynamic and he is fast. He can make big time plays. And then they go to Nashi for like the change of pace back and he can kind of be a bruiser. So I think they have a recipe for success, which is why they got some wins under their belt. But I don't think they're going to take down the top, you know, the top dogs in the league right now if push comes to shove. No, they won't. Um, but they, they're they sitting in the catbird seat because their schedule, their remaining schedule is a joke. I mean, it is a joke. They got the Cardinals at home this week. Then they got the yeah. Patriots at home the week after that. Then they got the Colts. Then they got the Bengals at home again without Joe Burrow. And then they close out with the Seahawks. 
And then the final game of the year is the Ravens. So that's that's a tough game at Baltimore. But, I mean, are you kidding me? Those five games in between Cardinals, Patriots, Colts, no Borough, Bengals, yeah. and the Seahawks. Like, that is the easiest five-game stretch. And, 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 and that's advantageous for the Steelers. And you know what? You can only play who you're scheduled to play. Um, so it doesn't matter. And, and, and listen, they'll play defense. They'll run the ball. Um, Pickett will try and make a couple more throws to Pickens. <laughs> Deontay, jo- Deontay Johnson should be, should be cut. I would cut Deontay Dude. Johnson tomorrow. He's a clown, bro. Talk this guy, see what he did. I saw what he did on that fumble and how he didn't throw a block to, to start the play. I mean, talk about a guy and how he dropped the touchdown in the end zone. Like you talk, this guy is just, he's got to go, man. Like, I don't know how he's not cut. I would just cut him. I mean, it's not like, it's not like you're cutting somebody who's given you tremendous production over the last two years. Like he, he hadn't caught a touchdown pass for how many games in a row until the other yeah. week. Like this guy is just, he's not it. He's, he's not good for the locker room. Um, that's not good for the team to keep a guy. It reminds me of Claypool. I mean, they, they really, they went from Claypool to this guy, very similar type guy, selfish, um, you know, you know, uh, just, just not, not contributing positively to the culture in that locker room. I would, I would cut him, but whatever, I don't make that decision, but, uh, Steelers are in a very good spot right now with their schedule. They're sitting in the catbird seat. This this team that is to me, in my opinion, is the definition of mediocre, just a middle of the road type of team. To Mikey's point about the schedule, could end up with 11, 12 wins at the end of this year, which the Steelers yeah. should win their they should win their next four out of five. Yeah. They should win four out of five. Um, if not five, they should win four or five. But you want easily. to talk one of the biggest tragedies going in the NFL is you know, just a guy out there with an immense amount of talent, just running routes, getting cardio in is George Pickens. This guy, every he makes an amazing throw, almost ever, or amazing catch rather, every time the ball comes his way. They just they just can't get it to him, man. Yeah. He's just running routes, and and it's a shame when you see talent like that just sort of squandered, man, on a team that's going nowhere. Sort of like I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying he's Megatron, but to watch a guy like Megatron do fucking great things on a team that just was going nowhere for fucking ever. It's it's always sad to see. Um, hopefully maybe they'll get yeah. a in there one day. Pickett, uh, Pickett reminds me of like Rex Grossman with, with Chad Pennington's arm. That's what he reminds me of. Like, <laughs> like a Rex Grossman, small hands, like littler guy um, with, with, with a chat with not like Rex had a rocket. Like he don't have that arm. Um, but like with like a Chad Pennington arm. So like I I I mean the the recipe for success for the Steelers is going to be running the football play action but I think they they have to establish that connection with Pickens cuz when he does get the ball to Pickens good things happen. That's yep. got to be his guy like forget about and that's what I mean like Deontay Johnson the only thing that's going to happen keeping him there is he's going to be bitching and moaning about how he's not getting the ball and if you don't think that plays in the psyche of Pickett and Pickett's not a guy who wants to like try and get you know, guys, the ball that want the ball, like, of course, of course, he's going to want to try and do that. But um, that's why I think they'd just be better served to let some other guy step up and, and try and be the complimentary to Pickens. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, all right, gentlemen, let's move on to week 13. Uh, let's start with Thursday night. we got the Seahawks rolling into Dallas. Dallas is a nine point favorite. Um, Joey, do oh, you like there? Dallas is on some kind of roll right now, man. And I, you know, there's a, there's a saying, you know, good teams win, great teams cover and they're covering their spreads every week. It seems high and you think maybe they're going to have a let up and they cover 
and they just win and they cover and Dak has never looked better. I'm going to take the Seahawks, or sorry, not the Seahawks. I'm going to take the Cowboys to roll over the Seahawks. There's a lot of issues right now. Geno Smith, I don't know if he's healthy or if he's not. It don't matter. Drew Locke is worse. Now Kenneth Walker's banged up. It's There's some serious problems with that team, and they don't. I don't think they're coming over at any time soon. The Cowboys are going to smash the Seahawks in this game. Nine and a half, I, I'm, I would jump on that. I think they could win up to 12 or 13 points. Yeah, I agree 100%. You're talking about two teams heading in completely opposite directions. Uh, Seattle uh, hosts San Francisco on Thanksgiving night and gets absolutely obliterated on national TV. Uh, if it weren't for that pick six, that Purdy, I don't even know why the fuck the 49ers were throwing the ball from there. Um, if it weren't for that pick six, it wouldn't have even been like remotely close. Uh, so Seattle is going to get pounded by Dallas on Thursday yeah. night, short week, especially uh, a hangover like that from the Thanksgiving game. Dallas will be coming out ready to fly. Um, give me Dallas nine and a half. Nothing else to say. Yeah, this is, I mean, we're starting right off the bat here with the, my game of the week. This the second I saw wow. it. Dallas is going to fucking smash. The Don't fucking the listen to me. I've had one of the most abysmal. <laughs> all fucking yeah, you called the Packers dumb. You called yeah. Packers yeah. money? Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah, pretty yeah. much all the games last week, but need, needless to say, I mean, on our live, there's only four games, but fucking don't, don't listen to me. But that being said, my game of the week is Dallas. Uh, I got the line here. <laughs> I got it at nine. Uh, but like Joe said, nine and a half, fucking 10 doesn't matter, man. I think they're going to absolutely decimate this Seahawks team. Uh, and again, it'll be another primetime game that won't be that interesting to watch. Um, moving yes. on to today, uh, we got the Browns heading to LA, playing the Rams, the washed up Matt Stafford. Uh, he looked good. Rams, the, the look he great. may not. He, so not he, may not be, he may not be completely washed. He may just be on spin. <laughs> well, the line is. Is but, Cooper Cup playing but, this game? I think yeah, he, he played last week. I think he I got, he got hurt again. Hurt again. Ugh, yeah, God. I think he. Yeah, he's becoming one of those yeah. guys that just. Yeah, he's washed. Yeah, he's but washed. the line is three and a half. Jeez. The Rams are laying down. Mikey V, who do you like in that game? What's the line? Three and a half Rams. Oh, jeez. Three and a half Rams. Three and a half Rams. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I, I don't know who's starting a quarterback for the Browns. If it's going to be Walker, it's going to be uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Uh, I honestly think that that DTR would be better than than PJ Walker. Um, again, though, you know, the Rams shouldn't be a three and a half point favorite, though. They they shouldn't. It should be three. Um, I think it's three and a half because the Browns uncertainty at quarterback. Listen, Cleveland, you're going to get something uh, that you're going to thank me for. Now Cleveland fans can stop coming at me. I'm going to take the Browns plus three and a half. Uh, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. And ticket hates it. Ticket is a Stafford simp. He just loves Matthew. <laughs> Stafford. I just, he, you love Matthew Stafford. I do. I like him a lot, but also this is more coming from a place where you're just acting ridiculous. Here is the week that Stafford throws two pick sixes this week against that. You guys want a side bet? Side bet? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, against that crap or middle of the road. Whoa, 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 whoa. I literally made it a point to say the Browns. I know you said they're they're good. They're not great. No, they're not in the middle of the road. But they're gonna get two pick sixes this week. Yeah, I think Stafford's going to turn the ball over three times, thrice, once, twice, thrice on exactly. Sunday. Wow. Yeah, give me the Browns plus three and a half. <laughs> All right, Joey, do you like that? 
I'm taking the Rams, dude. I don't know who's going to score for the Browns. Yeah, like that's a good quarterback point. The defense, can't score the points. Yeah, I mean, I go, apparently Mikey's got to pick six, so maybe pick a anytime touchdown for special yeah. teams or defense. Yeah, maybe that's a good pick for the Browns. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's a good pick. That's going to pay a lot of juice too. That's gonna that's gonna be a nice plus money bet. Uh, no, I just don't honestly know where they're going to score because this Dorian Thompson kid, God bless him, but he looks scared out there, and you know. Games in games in LA. Um, give me the Rams. I think that they do enough. I don't think this is going to be any particularly like incredible game to watch. It'll probably be kind of scrappy back and forth. And I do think that the Browns will hang in there, but I just don't think ultimately that they'll score enough points. I think three and a half is. I agree with Mikey. I think three would be a number I'd be more like liking to like go ahead and put money on this game if yes. I was going to bet it. That's but great. three and a half. I think just for the sake of betting, I'll take the Rams. Because we take teams here, and that's what we do. I actually think what is the over under on this game? It's going to be a low scoring game. Thirty nine and a half. Yeah, but is it yeah, thirty nine and a half? Yeah, you can't even fuck with that. Yeah, leave that game. It's going to be a don't low. Bet that game. But yeah, my point is, I'm saying I would, I would look yeah. more at like a total than yeah. actually picking a team because it's just no, a take, kind of a take Browns first <laughs> Browns defense special teams first touchdown score. It's probably like plus three thousand. Oh man, you put twenty. Or no, bucks probably on not. It. It's probably like plus plus twenty two hundred first first touchdown score. Put twenty bucks on it, you make five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Might be my play of the week. We'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't bet this game, but if you are going to bet no. it, bet the Rams minus three and a half. Do that, and I tell you why. It's not going to be because of Matt Stafford, although I don't think he's washed. A guy that not many people are talking about, and he just came back last week, and he was a difference maker for them, is Kyron Williams. This guy is is a is an unbelievable. Oh, yeah. He's a very very talented back that isn't really getting much credit, probably because he plays on the fucking mediocre team. Um, but he he's he's a difference maker for them. He changes their entire offense. He changes how they use Matt Stafford and and the throwing game. And he's back. And he's, <laughs> he does he makes them a more dynamic, more threatening no, offense as a fucking whole. And uh, and I think he's going to be the difference here. I mean, I know the Browns have a pretty decent uh, rushing defense, but I, I just – the Browns can't fucking score, man. Whoever they want to throw. Aaron Donald's going to cause some problems. Yeah, man. They're they're going to win Donald by – Donald win by 10 points, man. They're going to win by – it's going to be – No, 10. Aaron Donald's good. Aaron Donald's good. Yeah, he's, he's in the spin good. cycle too, isn't he? He's fucking right he's there. Real good. With... No, no, he's good. He's good. Yeah, all right. He's a dog. <laughs> dog. Oh, I sure dog. hope, Mikey – yeah, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on here. We got the this is the game of the week, apparently. Um, oh, yeah, Niners heading to Philadelphia. Philadelphia's been playing a lot of these big games at home, lucky enough. Yeah, um, 49ers are in Philadelphia. The Niners, uh, in Philadelphia are a three point favorite. That's absurd. That is, oh, that is, that is so fucking ridiculous. It is disrespectful. My God, man. Game of the week. Fucking give it to me. I don't care. Give me the Eagles. Give me the the Eagles money line. Money line. Give me the Eagles. And and this was not going to be my game of the week until Ticket just told me that the Niners are a three point. That is so immensely respectful to the Philadelphia and the Eagles were just in a battle, man. And the Niners got more time to prepare for the game. They got a longer week to prepare. Uh, so you know, as a better, I I bet a lot of public money is going to be on San Francisco because longer week. 
Uh, the show they put on Thursday night, Eagles overtime, that game probably zapped a lot out of them, but you don't, you do not, you do not make them an underdog at home to the team that they beat in the NFC title last year. Uh, that's just disrespectful. That's just oh flat out wrong and disrespectful. God. Give me the birds money line. Joey D. Wow. I, 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 I agree with Mikey. I think like, I thought you were going to say maybe they were like a one point favorite or something like that. I thought three the Eagles points. would be favored by three. The Eagles, but, this line should but be no, Philly no, saying, minus three. I'm saying though, if, if San Francisco was favored, I could see by like a point, you know what I mean? Like three points on the road. is like, and I bet you the conditions are not going to be great. Uh, I will take the Eagles with the points. I don't mind the money line, but getting points for the Eagles, the best team in the league, that is to me a no-brainer. You just got to take that. They just yeah. have to. The Eagles must, 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 must block that D line. If if they block, if they block Young and Bosa and Armstead and Hargrave, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine if they can do that. If they can't, that's going to be the way Sam Fran wins. This is this is a tough game, man, because everyone talks about the Eagles defense and yet they give up 30 every fucking game. Um, and the Niners have a good defense that doesn't do that. They have a real good defense that actually fucking gives up 17 sometimes, gives up 20, gives up 15, you know. Purdy's gonna get there. rock tick. They're gonna yeah, rock Purdy. I, I I well, they've got a lot of good pieces there on offense. And the other thing about this piece, and, and another reason I don't like Sirianna Sirianni as a coach, is not the kind of coach that when you come off a huge game like that, they're gonna practice this week the same way they practice every week. He's gonna treat he's, he's gonna be a little lenient on them. They're 10 and one. There's not a lot to fight for. They're coming off a big week. I just don't think he's going to fucking have the boys ready. I think they're going to come out, have a bad first half again. And I think the 49ers, I don't know if they win this game, but I think that they fucking, <clears throat> it's going to be really close. I, I wouldn't touch it. I'm not going to go near it. But I gun to my head, just to go against you guys, I guess I'm going to take the 49ers minus three. I'd love to see the Eagles win. I think they can win, but I, I just don't think Sirianni's going to have this team ready. And I think the 49ers are going to take advantage of it. I don't think, By see, the way, I think you put too much stock in what Sirianni's going to do. I, I really do. I think that Jalen Hurts runs this fucking team. I really do. I understand oh, Sirianni's I, I the head coach, but, too, I, but I really think Hurts is the guy that's the, that is the, that is the guy that tells everybody hey, when, when the whip needs to be cracked, no, I think course. that Hurts is the guy who cracks the whip out of everybody, not Sirianni. I, I can't see Hurts allowing that. I but can't. Getting, I love this Getting game. the defense conditioned during the week, getting them game ready, getting them yeah, absolutely yeah. ready. I He's treating them differently this week after something like that. And I, I know he does. I've seen him do this last year. I've seen him do it. In the, I've seen him do it. Maybe he's Purdy is going to throw. Purdy will throw two interceptions on Sunday. Two. Two. I don't, I don't mind that. that Fired with one. Byard will have a pick. Joey D? Um, this is something separate. I just want to let you guys know that the college football rankings just came yeah, Ohio out. Ohio State is six. Yeah. Number one is Georgia. Number two Michigan. is now Michigan. Yeah. Washington is number three, yeah. and number four, Florida State. Wow. And then number five, number five is Oregon. And, yeah, and Bama and and Bama and Texas are sitting behind Ohio State. Wow, which is interesting. Okay, yeah. so I'm telling you now, Florida State loses. Georgia beats Alabama and Texas loses. Ohio State's in the playoff. Ohio yeah. State is in the playoff if those three things happen. And let me tell you something. That's the last team you want to play is Ohio State. That's the last team you want to play. 
And right. if they get in, they're going to play Georgia. It'll be a rematch. It'll be Georgia-Ohio State again. It would be wild. A little revenge game for the Buckeyes. And Need those, a lot of help. Need a lot of help. Those are rewards that you reap, though, when you're the number one uh, in the country, and then you yeah. come off a loss like that. If they were number two or number three, it, it'd be pretty tough to come back. But so that's why they, they garnered that favor. But they were two. They were two. Were they, they were two? Yeah. Yeah, Georgia they had dropped. They had dropped. Now, that's another discussion for another show. But the fact that Ohio State dropped oh, from Georgia number got back one, ahead of them. That's right. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia, sm- Georgia smoked Old Miss, and, and that's what propelled up. Georgia to one. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Um, I didn't right. want to go back into college, but I just thought it was now worth it, bringing up. You brought that up. Watch you out. Watch that. out. Saturday. Saturday gets sneaky. You never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Oh man, would I be? Would I love that? Oh, <laughs> you'd be. If, if, I mean, because it would it would create the possibility once again if 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 they could beat if they get in by some miracle of Christ and beat Georgia and Michigan beats um, Washington or Oregon, whoever's going to be the other team, which they a national would. championship, Ohio State, Michigan would be something that I don't know if I could physically handle that. I don't know if I could. Would you? That. Would you go to the game? Yes. One million percent. One million percent. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd feel obligated. You have to. Would you bring your cousin cooler? <laughs> Would I what? Would you bring your the cousin Kanga cooler? cooler? The Kanga cooler. The Kanga cooler. Sure. 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 All right. Let's get this thing back on track. The Colts. Eagles. Are- Eagles. Eagles over Niners. Eagles over. Okay. I hope you're right. Um, Colts are heading to Tennessee. Indy is a one point favorite in Tennessee. Uh, Joey D, who do you like there? Tennessee stakes. Give me the Colts. Yeah, fair enough. Mikey V. Tennessee, uh, did they win this week? Tennessee, I think they did. I think they did too. They did, right? Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, they did. Um, Derek Henry had a big week. Carolina, yeah, yeah. Carolina, beat, that's I right. Mean, but they, they but they Carolina. beat them up pretty good. They 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 beat them up pretty good. Seventeen to ten, I think. Oh, was that the final? Yeah, they were up fourteen nothing. I guess then it got a little closer. Tennessee at home beats Indianapolis, in my opinion. I'll I'll take the Titans at home. I think really? that's I think that's the difference. Yeah, I think that's the difference. Them being home, I just I like Tennessee at home. Joey D right. loves himself some Colts, man. Joey he D. loves the fucking well. Colts. No, now, now he hates now. the Titans. He hates yeah, the Titans. Yeah, the Titans hates stink, the Titans. man. I know you say that every week. I know you say that every week. Yeah, it's so funny I, I our hope. little idiosyncrasies on this show. Like, there's always those teams that, like, for no yeah. reason, we're just always off of. Well, now, and some teams way, that we're always on. Jonathan Taylor might be hurt, so just to bring that, he to is. Attention. He's getting sur- he's getting surgery. He yeah. Oh no! How the, bad is it? He's out for the next couple weeks. They said. Oh my God, dude! Are you we serious? Both got him. Yeah, I'm de- dead serious. Oh, that is devastating. Yeah, for yeah, my yeah, fantasy yeah. team. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Zach Moss is back on the fucking radar now. Mm-hmm. This fucking guy. Moss yeah, he sure is. Uh, I, actually, I still like the Colts. Okay, I actually kind of like Will Levis. I know he's not quite there yet, but I, I think they're we're, they're seeing enough out of him that he's definitely the next guy. Uh, figure out a way to fucking get rid of Ryan Tannehill. Just fucking pay the rest of it and get him get him out of there. Um, I'll take the Titans. Fuck it at home. I'll, I'll take the Titans. The last time I, I think did, Tennessee, I think t- Tennessee may whack him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now that I know Taylor's out, I'm going to go Titans too. Whoa! Don't let him bang you again, Joe. Don't let them hurt you again. Don't. Uh, we're all. Let's betting. all. We should all party bet the Titans on Sunday. Oh, oh no. just for fun. That's just for fun. Just like a little. Fun. Yeah, a little unit. No, a sprinkle. A sprinkle. Very small. A quarter of a unit. They'll bang us. 
as soon as you think you're back with the Titans, they just bang you again, man. I have a feeling they've turned the corner. Uh, I don't, I but I'll take right. the Titans. <laughs> um, all right, boys, moving on to New England. Chargers are heading to the Patriots. Chargers have a six-point favorite. Mikey V? I mean, you have to take the Chargers. I mean, th- listen, that line's not bigger because the Chargers are are, are are fraudulent. They are. But there's a difference between being fraudulent and, and being the worst team, arguably, in the league. And I think New England and Carolina are in the conversation. I, I think New England is as bad as Carolina right now. I, I do. Um, their defense, sure, their defense could play a little bit. They They don't have a quarterback. And Zappy is not good. Is Zappy starting? So Will Greer just came back off the IR today. So Will Greer actually may get an opportunity, I guess, perhaps. But the quarterback issue at New England is so real right now and palpable and things going on there. There is no way you could take New England. There's just there's just no way. There's no way you could take them. Give me give me the Chargers minus the six. I think that I think that spread should be seven and a half. I think the charge should be a touchdown, a full touchdown favorite. So I think you're actually getting the charges at a bit of a discount here. Give me the Chargers. I would take six. the Chargers. I would take the Chargers too. It's sad to see a Bill Belichick led team sad? be so bad. Is it sad, Joe? Yeah, it's not. I'm shocked how bad they were they on are. the top of the mountain for for fucking like twenty fucking years. Fuck them. Fuck them. And em. by the way, I hear he's on his way out. That he's I'm looking sure to go to a is. new team now. I mean, he should just hang it what up they man, need because to do this they... guy, this guy has never won without Tom Brady. What and that's the do... stone cold facts. What they He's need not to do won need... ever without him. They need to fire the GM, but keep the coach. And if you don't know, Bill he Bel- is Bill Belichick... like the de facto GM. That's what I'm saying is Bill, Bill Belichick yeah. is both. They need to fire him as the GM because he can't draft for shit. He doesn't know what he's yeah. doing at the end of the he's football. Yeah. He does. He's a yeah. good football coach. I don't like him, but he is a good football coach. Is he? Back to, I mean. Yeah, man, he's won six. Yeah, I, I mean, I know what you're saying, Tick, but the guy has never won without Brady. And I was always a guy, I was a big Belichick defender. I, I said he's the best coach in the history of coaches. But I'm starting to really wonder because he has not. He has never won without Brady. Without Brady, he is nothing. He's There's nothing. Oh, give me a break. He's, Joe, he's not. He's never won without him. You can't say he's nothing without Brady. He helped make Brady who he was. Yeah, I agree Did with he? that. They 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 they, they were like it's like peanut butter and jelly, man. All right, it took All right. both of them. It took right. both of them. The bigger right. problem is that he couldn't draft another good quarterback because he's playing GM and can't draft for shit, man. He keeps missing on every draft pick he takes. That's the bigger issue going on in New England. They need to stop giving that guy so much power over the entire organization and let him just get back to coaching. Or if he doesn't want to do that, tell him to fuck off. That's what. Yeah, they it's need over. To do. It's over for Bill. It's over. Yeah, for I think Bill. so. Um. That being said, give me the Chargers. They're abysmal. It's a tough team to bet on. Probably won't do it, but if I had to, I'm taking the Chargers. Um, yeah. Lions heading to New Orleans. Uh, Detroit is a four-point favorite in uh, in the Caesars Superdome. Uh, Joey D, who do you like there? Uh, I'm I'm going to wait to hear what the other games are. No, you know what? I'm not going to wait. I'm going to make this my game of the week. The Detroit Lions are going to pound the shit out of this garbage ass New Orleans Saints team that doesn't know. He hates the Saints. They don't know. He hates Carr. If Taysom (laughs) Taysom Hill is their quarterback, Carr is how he's still playing. Put Jameis under center. He's better than both of them. 
This team is in shambles, and the only reason why I like to watch them is because they got Kamara in my fucking fantasy, and they drop back and do checkdowns 10 times a game for his fantasy points. That's the only reason I watch this team, because they are bad. Not only that, their defense, which was one of the better defenses at the start of the league, has consistently gotten pummeled week after week after week. Detroit just had a horrible game. They just came off a really bad loss at home against a Packers team that, for all intents and purposes, they should have beaten. And now they're getting four points. Give me the Detroit Lions a minus four as my pick of the week. Big bounce back game for the Lions. And you know what else? Montgomery's scoring a touchdown. Okay. That bum Montgomery. Any, that, that, anytime that bum. touchdown. Anytime touchdown from Montgomery. <laughs> get the minus four Lions line. He's a fucking tick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, get compared, off of it. Compared to Jameer. I'm not on it. Mikey V brought it up, by the way. I'm just what? compared to Jameer. Mean, I didn't I didn't mention his name. You just said that bum. You knew. You knew. You <laughs> oh yeah, but I didn't bring him up though. Joe brought him up. I'm saying he's going to score a touchdown. Fire, man. And the Lions will win the game by more than four. Joe Joe brought the gun, but you fucking loaded it, and you know that. Um, ready for this pick? You ready for this pick? Yeah. Saints money line. Oh my god! Saints money line, man. I really, I think that I think that Detroit is on the verge of a collapse. I, I think they're in the midst of a of a midseason collapse. I, no. I I really do. I really do. I really do. Now, Joe, obviously, if this is your game of the week and you're going to be putting units on it, I'll root for you. Uh, it's not a game I'm going to bet, but I'm going to take the Saints money line. I just feel like something's going on in Detroit. Something's up. Something's not right. Something's not right. The Maybe Saints they fix are it. Bad, Maybe they fix Michael. It. No, they are. They are. They sure are. But I'll take them this week. I, I want to take them this week. I'm going to get a little frisky. I agree with Joe as far as. Let Jameis Winston play. Not only is he probably better than Carr, at least right now, uh, he's the funniest guy that the NFL has. I think there's no one fucking <laughs> funnier than Jameis. <laughs> you see him dancing during the ludicrous, the ludicrous performance. Yeah. Do you remember when he ate the W? Do you remember he when he went in there and just oh, started? I, fucking, oh, oh, oh! I remember. This one of the greatest oh, moments. I remember. Of all time. Yeah, I, I fucking remember. Yeah, this guy knows how to rally the troops. Didn't he steal crab claws too? He sure did. Yes, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> this guy's awesome. Remember his workouts? Yeah. Remember how crazy his workouts oh were? Oh my god! He had like a legit beer belly. It was yeah. sick. <laughs> One of the sicker things I've ever seen. I, I mean, listen, uh, Jameis is fun. Jameis is a lot of fun. Yeah, he's a lot of fun, and he is. honestly, I mean, I'm not. Maybe overall in the, their career, Derek Carr's a better quarterback. But right now, I mean, you got to give someone else a shot. He just he's he's abysmal right now. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't Derek Carr has been abysmal for Thanks. years. Yeah, I said at the Joe, beginning of the Joe year, he's way overpaid. <laughs> he fucks because every time you think that you're gonna like, if you do bet on the Saints, every time you're in a position to like score points, he throws an abysmal interception or just a brain-headed move. He has no mobility. He gets sacked. Probably he's probably one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. He's so bad, man. He's so bad. Yeah, he's yeah. bad. Uh, I it's mean, not good. I know what Mikey's thinking though. I know where his head's at, and I I kind of like the Saints too for the same reason. But I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna I, take him with the points. Take take the points. All right, I'll take the Saints with with the plus four. I mean, I agree. I think this Lions team is heading in the wrong direction. I'd like to think that Dan Campbell's the kind of guy that that writes the ship. 
but it it just don't look good right now, man. It don't. Oh, look he's gonna wrong. write it. He's gonna write. He's How gonna write is? it this week, Nick. Love line. At the hands I of the guys. And you know what? I have a you. I had a preseason um, future bet on the Saints to win more than eight and a half games. So if I lose this, then I'm not that upset, anyways. There you go. Protect your future. <laughs> um, See, I like the Saints preseason too. All right, uh, Falcons heading to the Jets. What a what a miserable game! If you're spending oh, watching this game, then I don't know what you're doing. With the your NFL life. is broken, man. Yeah, NFL's but the Fal- Falcons are there's too many bad teams. Yeah, there's a ton of them. The Falcons are heading to New York, and Atlanta is a three point favorite. Uh, Mikey, who do you like in that game? <laughs> who do you like there, man? Where are you laying? Atlanta. Mind? Atlanta, I guess. I, I mean, listen, I don't like going against home dogs usually, but Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta, I think that Bijan Robinson, imagine that you actually give this guy who's a superstar the ball and he's going to do good things for you. Maybe that revelation has finally been ingrained in that boneheaded coach's uh, brain and they're going to actually continue to, to give Bijan opportunities. The Falcons, listen, the Falcons have talent. I mean, there's talented players on that offense. It's just a matter of, of of them actually being able to put together a game. So um, Jets defense, obviously, Jets defense, Jets defense, Jets defense, everyone talks about it. It doesn't fucking matter because Nate Hackett and this offense is the, is the – it is one of the worst offenses I've ever seen, ever. I've ever seen. They, they are so bad that it's actually incredible. Um, so that's why I have to go with Atlanta. This Jets defense is – eventually they're just going to – these guys are just going to stop giving a shit because it, it's got to be brutal for them week in and week out, the things they do. And, and just, I mean, to go from a pick six of Tua Tungavailoa right before halftime, then picking off Tua again, as soon as he gets the ball back, DJ Reed picks him off again. And of course the offense comes out and throws a pick six on a Hail Mary. Like that's the type of shit that if I'm playing defense for the Jets, I'm just like, yo, fuck this offense. Like, it's going to divide that team. So, give me Atlanta. I'll take Atlanta with the points. Joey D? I'll go Jets here. I, I think Atlanta is is bad, man. Again, the Jets are bad, too. This is a terrible game. What's the over-under? The over-under low is 30s. 30 it's 30 got to be low. Three and a half. What is, oh, yeah. my. Yeah. Yeah, low 30s, yeah, man. <laughs> I have never seen so many. There's so many bad teams this year. I've it's like never a seen fucking. So, that's like an Iowa Minnesota total, bro. I've never seen so many low totals in the NFL under forty. Every game un, goes under. under mid, Every game goes bro, under, and it's like the games are like mid thirties. Now it's you know what? A lot, a lot of that I think too has to do with these officials, man. These officials are throwing flags at a rate at which I've never seen. They throw a flag every other play. Every other play there, there's got to be a discussion this off season about, about, about tightening up the flags. They, they got to stop, man. You, you could technically throw a flag. You could find a holding on every yeah, single play. On every you play. could find a holding on every single fucking play. It's got to stop either take one referee off the field. So you have less eyes. So there's less opportunity to throw the flags or just tell them like, listen, you, it just, just, it's ruining game flow. It's fucking terrible. It's Last terrible, night there man. was a flag every second play. On that Bears Vikings game, they seemed like a flag every second yeah, play. Yeah, there it was. was atrocious. It was All atrocious. Right, like? Yeah, I, I'm gonna take the Jets. Um, I'm gonna take the Jets simply because I just don't. I don't know, man. I don't have trust in Desmond Ritter, and I know that Bijan's good, <laughs> but the Jets are solid against the run. I think that they make enough mistakes. I think Atlanta makes a few mistakes, and the Jets 
win. I don't think they're going to score many points, as you can see by the total. But field goals in this game are going to be like touchdowns. I think the Jets have a defense that's good enough in a low-scoring game like this against a pretty mediocre offense that they can they can get the job done. There's a, a movie out there that came out probably 16, maybe 17 years ago, starring Matthew McConaughey called We Are Marshall. Okay, it's a very good underrated movie. Um, and it's a sad story about a team that lost their their whole organization pretty much in a, in a plane crash. But they went out there and they had to recruit a whole team of freshmen. And they had it. What do you do when you have a whole team of freshmen going against seniors and juniors? You pull out a little playbook called the Veer. Okay, that's based around a team that doesn't have a good offensive line. Right. The Jets need to institute the Veer. Because every time they line up in shotgun, it's amusing. It's, it's a <laughs> to think that they can fucking do anything from the shotgun. They need to recreate their offense based on around shitty fucking offensive line play. Because they don't have – these quarterbacks are bad, but they have less than two seconds to do anything with the football. They need to reinvent their entire offense. So all that to say – Give me the Falcons by a billion. I don't believe in them, but this <laughs> I mean, this I Jets team won't score more than three points. They're awful. Um, yeah, give me the Falcons plus three. Give me the Falcons plus ten. Um, moving on, I'm going to skip a few of these games. There's a bunch of shitty games on the board. We're not going to go through them all. Um, I'll just pick and choose a few of these interesting uh, games. Let's go to the Sunday night game. The Chiefs are taking on the Packers. Oh. The Chiefs are a six and a half point uh, favorite in Green Bay. Um, Joe, who do you like there? I pray that we don't get blown out on prime time again. I just can't bear it. But I'm going to take the Packers at home. I think Jordan Love is going to play well. I'm going to take the Packers, and I'm even going to sprinkle the money line. Wow. I saw a team that beat the Chiefs last week in the Lions. Now, I know you say they're broken. I don't think they're broken. Maybe they are. I saw them struggle mightily against this Packers offense. I think Lambeau is going to be absolutely hopping. And I think on top of that, it's probably going to be cold weather. The Chiefs, statistically, they don't cover big spreads for the last year and a half. We've talked about it on this show multiple times. And I just think that the Packers have enough. They got enough pizzazz right now, enough mojo right now that I think they can hang tight with these guys. They're probably going to lose. But again, I will take the Packers. What is it? Six and a half tick? Six and a half. I'll take the Packers six and a half. And I will even sprinkle the money line just for a Sunday night miracle potential. Mikey, what's the number? Six and a half. Six and a half. Chiefs are not a. Uh, Chiefs should not be a six and a half point favorite in this game. I think they should be a four and a half point favorite right around there. Um, I'll take Green Bay with the points. I will take Green Bay with the points. Um, Green Bay has looked better. Green Bay's defense last four weeks now, four weeks. It was three. Now it's four with the Thanksgiving game. That's the difference for Green Bay. I Jordan Love certainly is the difference. If he continues to play like that, we know how valuable quarterback play is. But the Green Bay defense has looked better, and that is going to be the difference. I think at home, I think they're going to get after Mahomes a little bit. 
And I think if they continue to play the way they've been playing, I think that's too many points. I'm not going to say Packers money line. I, I think that may be stretching it, Joe. I think maybe, I think maybe three points, four points. Uh, they're um, going to, I told you, I think they're going to lose, but I'm saying, I think if they can hang in a less than a touchdown, oh, I it's think they're not gonna hang. I, I think they're going to hang. So yeah. by the way, if you want to bet on this game, I would suggest hold until, like closer to the game everybody's going to be chasing money the whole world is going to bet the chiefs, chiefs. yeah yeah, yeah. The, the the line is probably going to go up past a touchdown to where you could probably if you actually want to bet the packers you probably get a better line than six and a half yeah i'll take the packers as it stands at getting six and a half at home yeah i i, I like the packers for all the reasons the guy just said um the chiefs what's just, the number in this game tick uh the total two and a half 44 42 and a half, half. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know what? Over. You this think so, Joe? I like both these defenses. I think it may go under. I really do. I think it may go under. But anyway, yeah, I mean, the, the Chiefs are, uh, you know, whether they're broken or not, they love letting teams stick around. Whether they're bad teams, whether they're good teams, they just make it a ball game every time. Packers are rolling six and a half points. I'll take the Packers as well. Um, all right, let's do one more game. And then if we missed your your game of the week game, we can talk about that as well. But let's go to the last interesting game on the fucking board. Um, at least moderately interesting are the is the Broncos heading to Houston. Uh, CJ Stroud playing out of his mind. Broncos on a on a great five game winning streak. Uh, Houston is a three and a half point favorite over under is four. Oh, my God. This yeah. should be my game of the week. Give me the Broncos, baby. These, yeah, you, this, this is this is three and a half. I'll take the Broncos with the points. That's a, is that officially your game of the week, though? No, I was game of the no, week. Oh, I'm my game of the week is Detroit, but I'm saying okay, this is a this is a weird line. It's a very weird, weird line. line. It's a very weird line. Um, Houston coming off a crushing loss to uh Jacksonville, that last minute kick, uh, hitting the crossbar. Um, Houston is Houston is 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 the story of the year as far as I'm concerned. CJ Stroud, D'Amico Ryan's first year, and what Stroud's been able to do, and 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 Tank Dell and and Nico Collins and everything that they've been able to do has been remarkable. Denver, one of the hottest teams in the league coming in. This is a very, very, very tough game to handicap. Um, but I do think that three and a half for Houston is just bizarre. And it tells me that you should go with the Texans. If anything, you should go with the Texans. And I know I've said the complete opposite with what I've been saying about Denver um, and that Vegas has not quite caught up yet to Denver. Um, but this is a game where I, I'm going to just throw that out the window and throw all logic out the window and just say that for this to be three and a half, Houston just makes me believe that Houston's going to win the game and win it yeah. and cover it. Um, so give me give me the Texans minus three and a half, but this is a tough one for me. This is a tough one for me. This is you just going based on the line saying something's yeah. not right. Something's not and right. Yeah, yes. I agree. Not right. I agree. But I think if you were just to look at the two teams, yeah, take I, I think that with Denver's defense, the way they're playing, they're going to get pressure to Stroud. He's probably going to make a couple mistakes. I, I would take Denver. Yeah, I'm going to go with Houston That's as true. well. That's I'm going to go with Houston as well. I, I just – I'm just – I'm not totally bought into the Denver hype yet. And I really like what's going on with the Texans, everything that Mikey V said. Um, Mikey, did you get do a game of the week? Did I miss that? Yeah, yeah I took did. Eagles, Eagles, uh, Eagles okay. money line. Was my okay, perfect. Week. You so got we, Dallas for ticket. You got Eagles for Mikey. And then you got the Lions for me as the three games of the week. 
That's absolutely right. Um, all right, gentlemen, let's do a quick who's a problem segment. Then we'll do three or four viewer questions. Then we'll split out of here. Um, Joey D, give me your problem this week. We touched on it a bit already with Mikey, so I'll be sure and sweet. The NFL officiating has been as bad as I've seen in a long, long time. The game script suffers because of multiple flags. It's almost imperative how many times you watch a game. There's a touchdown called back from a rogue hold or a, a fucking bullshit penalty call that's that's being made. They got to let these guys play more. They got to stop being so... Uh, detrimental I, in the sense that they like affect the game script more often than not. And I think we've said in the past, good officiating happens when you rarely notice that they're on the field and that doesn't happen anymore. It, as far as I'm concerned, the officiating has been horrid. There's at least one bad call a game. There was a call in the, what game was it that I was watching the other day where there was a return and there was a face mask that was so blatantly bad that the, the basically the commentators were talking about it for two, three minutes. And the whole time after that, we were waiting for a play after that, that was going to impact the game that they were going to call on the other side to make up. And sure enough, it happened on the, on the tail end of a, of a, of a fucking, what was a touchdown. It was a block in the back. I don't remember who the two teams were. Uh, it's going to drive me nuts. It was, uh, I don't remember what the two teams were, but it was so blatantly bad. I was just like, what you got all these rests out there and they are making calls that they shouldn't be. And then there's a call as blatant as that. And it gets missed. It's, it's been bad, man. And as Mikey said before, hopefully they review it moving forward because it's, it doesn't seem to be getting better anytime soon. Mikey, I had two problems, a bad one and a good one. Bad one's Ryan Day. Bad one is Ryan Day. Um, just just his lack of aggressiveness and the way he treats the game is just it's the game. I mean, the game. It's just some it's something needs to change. I, I don't know the type of kids he's recruiting. They're they're fucking dancing around on the field before the game. Like, oh, that was tough to watch. Just just really fucking disgusting. Um, and then um, <laughs> a guy who's a guy who's a real problem. And I'm going to say it now. And this was a rivalry game. So don't put too much stock in it and say, well, you know, they should have lost and they should have. They didn't lose. And the guy made the one of the most incredible plays in program history is Jalen Milrow. And I've been saying Alabama has been oh, the strongest. They've no. been the strongest team of the last month of the season ever since the LSU game. They've been the they've been to me, the team that passes the eye test for the team I would like to play the least. I think if Alabama somehow upsets Georgia in that SEC title game, they will win the national title behind Jalen Milrow. I think he is just a bad motherfucker. I think this kid is a bad motherfucker. He's dangerous with his legs. He obviously proven that he can make a crazy throw when he needs to. And he's got that, he's got like that edge to him. Bama with Jalen Milrow, if they upset the dogs on Saturday, I think they're going to I think they're going to make a run and I think they're going to win the whole fucking thing if they do that. I really That do. play was so insane. He made such a hard play. They made it look routine. It didn't even look like that. It wasn't even like it was tipped three times and they caught in the end zone. Like it was just he stepped back from 40 yards and heaved a perfect throw and it it looked like an easy touchdown. It was you know, they're, shocking. Have, they're once have that defensive so player many. 
once that defensive back turned his head around and the receiver created oh. in the back of the end zone, I mean, and then a perfect pass. It was, it you was, think, you think about some of the things that have happened in that Auburn Bama game at Auburn in particular, the kick six, of course, everybody oh, remembers yeah. when Auburn returned the missed field goal for the touchdown. Uh, when 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 uh, Cam Newton and Auburn were down 21 nothing, I think they were down and they came all the way back and beat Alabama. And now Bama does the fourth and mill road to them. Um, the, I mean, just that's what these rivalry games are. This is why college is just to me. It's just it, you could argue to me that the NFL is 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 a better packaged product. But to me, on field the the games themselves there's just no comparison because of games like you saw on Saturday in that iron bowl i mean it's no. just it's it's not even possible what you saw happen it don't happen in the pros it's just it's 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 fucking incredible incredible um all right my problem this week uh, i'll keep it short uh, just so we can get out of here is a man by the name of david tepper and if you don't know who that is he is the head yeah. coach of the carolina panthers um, this organization has been run into the ground and treated like garbage for a long time. Now I spent a long time, a lot of time in Charleston, South Carolina, that, that organization has two States that love that team. They love the Carolina Panthers. I know a lot of people don't associate it with them, but when you spend some time down there, they love the Panthers. And now you fire Frank Reich. You had a bad coach in Wilkes. You had a, an abysmal coach in Matt Rule, who I don't know why was hired in the first oh. place Temple. You let go McCaffrey for fucking pennies to the dollar. And you just, you got a guy now like who, Bryce Young, who looks like a promising quarterback stuck in an, an abysmal organization. Fire the GM, whatever that guy's name is, Fitterer, and fucking get your head out of your ass, make some right moves, and fucking start being a good football team again, man. It's unbelievable that some of these... They these traded away the whole team, Tick. They got yeah, rid of the I whole know. fucking and team. And, and it's fucking... And they drafted the wrong quarterback. They drafted the wrong guy. And I'm not saying... Hey, Bryce Young it wouldn't have made a difference. Okay. That seems so, Stroud so bad. miserable in this fucking offense, too. I'm not saying C.D. Stroud isn't the better quarterback. He very well may be. But, but that's, all I'm, these, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. These two teams... I mean, C.J. Stroud could do nothing with this fucking offense, either. It's the way this whole fucking thing is run... CJ Stratt has D'Amico Ryan's, all those people you just listed, Nico Hollins, uh, fucking Damian Pierce. Hey, Del. Like, yeah, but these guys were nobody Del. before the season, Tick. No, that's not true. Damian Pierce wasn't. D'Amico Ryan's has always been a promising I mean, Damian Pierce head is, coach. Yeah, d yeah I but mean, I mean, Damian all Pierce is Bryce Young working with scraps. He's got no yeah. one on his side. He doesn't have an owner that believes in him. He doesn't have a GM that believes in him. A coach that's fired that he made. has never gotten a fair shake. I Adam tell you, I'm going to I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna pump my guy for one second because God knows he gets enough shade thrown at him. Ryan Poles making that deal with the Carolina Panthers as opposed to the Texans or as opposed to any other team that he could have traded that number one pick for has come out to pay in extreme dividends. DJ Moore, number one. Fields to DJ Moore, their connection, their quarterback rating uh, solely when you compare quarterback to receiver, when he throws to DJ Moore is the number one quarterback rating in the league when he throws to DJ Moore. So top quarterback to receiver connections, number one. They don't one throw in the to league. him enough. Uh, they don't. They Well, last night, 11 catches. They've been, they've been getting better at that. The problem is that's a whole nother litany of problems, the actual plays being called. But that and the fact that it is the number one overall pick probably with a bullet now that they're going to get again because of Carolina. So I have to give polls an immense amount of credit 
I don't know if he had the foresight to think that Carolina was going to be this bad, but my God, did that look like that looks like the 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 trade of the of the it could be the trade of the fucking decade if it works out. And he flips well, the Morris. one pick to them and gets another number one overall pick. Well, more for a first round pick, I think, is almost worth it, anyways. You know, what do they get rid of for more? I mean, the first overall pick this year, it looks like. Yeah. Um. All right. Damn, well, let's get this thing yeah. Back. Let's get this thing back on the rails. Mikey somehow turned my my problem into a Ryan Pohl celebration. But <laughs> no, 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 no. I completely I ended said, up back I to the Bears. The, but the Panthers um, have sold out. The oh, Panthers understand. have sold their soul. They've so sold their soul. My problem is David Tepper. The 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 fish stinks from the head down, and, and this guy is just putting in zero fucking effort and trying to make a few bucks off a shitty organization with zero effort. And and it shows, and it's disgusting to two two fucking states, man, that that want to love this team and just fucking can't. Um, but moving on, let's move to the viewer questions. We'll answer a few of these, and then we'll split. Um, first question comes from Ryan Samuelson. If you were an NFL wide receiver. Who would be the most frustrating quarterback uh, to have as as your leader? As your leader, you know, trying to get just to play to play with. Yeah, just to play with. Um, probably uh, the Jets quarterback, whoever it would be. Um, I mean, I, I would say probably Justin Fields is probably one of the more frustrating quarterbacks to play with only because of, of the play calling. I just think the play calling has been that bad. I mean, they they spent last night um, in, in entering the fourth quarter. Justin Fields was averaging 0.8 yards a throw. His attempts were like 0.8 yards. They wouldn't let him throw the ball past five yards down the field. So um, that would be extremely frustrating, I, I would think. So Jets or Jets are Bears quarterbacks traditionally are just fucking terrible. So. Joey D. Derek Carr, and in uh, in, <laughs> maybe in like uh, maybe right below him, I'd go Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, it's another good one. It's a good call. Another it's good, good call. one. Or whoever is the these fun. guys are just paid way too much money for their skill level, man. It doesn't make sense. Could you imagine being like a top tier? You imagine being Chris Olave and seeing how much money Derek Carr is making and he can barely throw the fucking football down the field. Like, you know how infuriating that's got to be? Or Alvin Kamara looking to see, basically putting the team on his back every every week offensively and seeing that Derek Carr can't make a fucking routine throw. You know how pissed off you would be being under center looking at Ryan Tannehill? This guy has... For years, somehow fucking pull the wool over the eyes of these fucking coaches and GMs and continues to get paid. And he's not good. Yeah. Infuriating. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Yeah. All of it. Um, I'll, Just to be different, I'll, I'll just say whoever whoever this week, the quarterback of the New York Giants is. And that's just been a problem for, for no, many, no, many years. Now, if you're <laughs> one, what, two weeks? I mean, I'm talking to hey, three years. New Whoever's kid on the block, center. man. Oh my Whoever's god, I'm so center sick. I'm so sick of the Tommy DeVito shit, man. Yeah, oh. so am I. <laughs> You're a wide receiver in that good for him. Good for Tommy. No, good for Tommy. Good, good for, for Tommy. Tommy. I'm just, I'm sick of the uh, the national obsession with the fact that the guy's Italian. You would think that people have never met anyone who's Italian before. I mean, it's, it's all pretty over. bad. Yeah, the and NFL, the Sopranos everybody. references. 
Oh my God, man. He's playing into it pretty heavy, too. He's playing into it pretty heavy. Oh, yeah. No, his dad's looking looking to make a couple bucks, it looks like. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. But let me tell you, these guys, they act like they've never been to New York or New Jersey before. I mean, I just say, this is everybody in New York and New Jersey. It's the same exact fucking guy. This guy could be 50 other fucking guys off the street. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It drives me nuts. All right, moving on. Uh, we got a question from He's John Sanchez. He wants to know what experience made you realize you probably wouldn't be a professional athlete. So probably something that happened in, in high school. Was there a moment that you had you were like, oh, I can't, I can't fucking play on that level? Joey uh, Dean. I think. Um, I think that um in gym class. And picked towards the lowest, uh, towards the low end of the of the rugby team. That was that was really a low mood point in grade the ten. Yeah, well, no, we did team. like for PE. We had like we would do sometimes every once in a while. We'd go and we'd play sports or different things. I was picked towards the bottom of the barrel, and I actually made a play during the game where there was a big scrum, and I somehow managed to to convince the guy who was on the ground, who was one of the better players on the team that I was on his team. And he gave me the ball and I just turned and ran and scored a try. And I was always running. My pants were too large. Like they were like sweatpants and they were falling down my ass. So I was trying to hold my pants up while running into the fucking end. What do you call it? End zone for a try or some shit like that. But at that moment I was like, yeah, there's a reason I was picked towards the end of the, of the, of the tier. I was so bad. It was sad. I- that's all. That's my story. I would just say uh, just speed. I just knew I wasn't fast enough. I mean, these guys, I mean, I don't think like I'm a big guy. I'm six, seven, you know, two seventy. But I mean, you got guys that are my size that'll run like a four, seven, forty, a four, eight, forty. Like I was never, ever close to having speed like that. Like you don't under, I don't think people understand like how fast these guys are that are as big as they are. Like it's just it's remarkable. It's actually it's actually incredible how fast they are. So speed-wise, was never going to happen for me, ever. I walked into a high school, one of our high school basketball games, and before the basketball games, you're, you know, you're warming up, you're shooting shots. We played a team where this this young man was just dunking the shit out of the basketball. <laughs> I was probably a sophomore. This guy was dunking the fuck out of it in warm-ups. Damn. I was like, all right, I guess – Time to focus on cameras and editing stuff. Myself. <laughs> oh, look how that turned out. Because <laughs> this ain't going to work out with guys like that. Um, all right. Uh, let's do one more uh, question. This one comes from Dylan Schram. He wants to know, who is the biggest bust this year in fantasy? And maybe not necessarily a guy that got hurt, but just a guy that has been playing that just has not reached the potential that that they that they should have. Mikey, I mean, if it's guy who's getting hurt, it's got to be Justin Jefferson or I mean, Aaron, the fact or that Aaron guy, Rodgers or Aaron Rod. But Justin Jefferson was was with McCaffrey as like the defundo like one two pick. Like yeah. most people had him towards the top. He got hurt. So I mean before he got hurt, he was playing really well. Um guy who's not lived up to expectation. Mikey, you have one? Yeah, I mean uh 
You know, I think Joe Burrow, you know, and he got hurt. I get it. But even yeah, before he got hurt, one. he really was not lighting it up the way you thought he'd be lighting up. And by, 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 uh, de- if, you know, de facto Jamar Chase, de facto because of Joe Burrow a little bit, I think is that's going to end up being a disappointment to, uh, to a certain degree. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think those two, I have guys, two guys I look at who. Give me good old Trevor Lawrence, who was proceeded to be like projected to be one of the top players in the league and has absolutely fallen flat on his face, which is why last couple of weeks is why I traded for him last week and he went off and I expect him to continue to play very well for me in my fantasy playoff push. I have him in both leagues and I, you know, I wrote, I stuck it out with him. I didn't deal him in either league and, now we'll see. And by the way, picked up on Mr. Unlimited in the brilliantly dumb league. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that could be a, that could be a waiver acquisition. I'll go with um That's I'll go with the I'll go with the rookie. I'll go with Bijan Robinson. Um he was drafted, he was drafted quite high, and I get it. He had some games where he's scoring 27, but he's got a bunch of fucking games where he's scoring two, seven, yeah, eight. That's a good one. And it's just you just want more of a consistent product from a guy that you draft that high, and and he's the last thing he's done is deliver consistency. Um, all right, gentlemen. I think that was a pretty good episode. It was another long one. We seem to be addicted to these fucking long ones, but that's what happens during the NFL season. Um, gentlemen, that was fun. Mikey V, Joey D, as always, I am the big ticket. Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe to the Instagram and to the YouTube. Fire your questions to Mr. A, and we will answer them at the end of each episode. That's another edition of The Sportsman, and we'll see you all next week. 